A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis. I know he came back on the Raw podcast, but really, this is the spiritual home. We're sorry, WWE fans. We love and respect and appreciate you too. But he's back for the AW Dynamite Review podcast. It's Luke Owen, D-A-D. Hello, SWAF Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. For audio listeners, they will not know that we are sat at a new desk. I wonder if they can... look. That sounds different to the old desk. Yes, because the old desk was like tapping plastic. Well, this is made out of 100% recycled materials. Oh, wow. So, I mean, do you want to talk about the talk radio thing? The the guy who said, you can... Remember, we watched this on Tuesday. <laughs> and he, he tried to own someone from Insulate Britain by saying, you can grow concrete. Can and grow the guy, concrete. like, bl- said blankly at him. And then he went, have you, have you since seen that they think that was a win? What? Yeah, they because they were the ones who tweeted it out to be like, look at this insulate Britain twerp who only lasted one minute in interview because he ran off scared. And we completely proved <laughs> that. Like the Express like ran it as just like insulate Britain interview like runs off scared because he was proven to be like a liar. And it's like, no, you can't grow concrete. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I, it sounds wrong to me, but I also don't know enough about concrete to, I'm just going to... You mix concrete. You do mix concrete. But what about the stage before then? Can can you grow <laughs> concrete? <gasps> if you write, can you grow concrete? That's probably because... the first It's probably because everyone's been Googling it. Can you grow concrete? How it's actually made? Uh, you can talk for a bit. If you want to explain what happened there, I can I can find out... Yeah, it, it, it was a, uh, a talk radio host who thought he was going to like make someone from Insulate Britain look foolish. And let's be honest, that's not that difficult to do because even <laughs> like even Extinction, because they are an offshoot of Extinction Rebellion who don't think XR were doing enough. Yeah, and so like XR have said like eh, we think they take things too far. Yeah, it's it's the real cream of the crop that bunch. Well, this is the, so like my my favorite thing about Extinction Rebellion is that there is a group that runs it 
but it's also like chaos. Mm. So there are people who are within Extinction Rebellion who are like, we don't think you're doing enough. You going to the BBC to try and get our message out isn't enough. What we should be doing is jumping onto tube trains and stopping commuters from getting home. We should be sitting in front of the M25. Yeah. And the heads of XR being like, I don't think we should do that. But because they don't control them, they go and do it anyway and say they're doing it for Extinction Rebellion and it makes everyone look really bad. So then they're like, don't do that. So now they're just off doing their own thing. It's kind of every extreme political organization uh, do experience. Uh, they're like, they're somehow dumbfounded by, but there's a part of our organization that's more extreme than the widely held consensus. Oh no. And then of course that message overtakes the, the, the grander one and it's a PR nightmare. But I mean, the bottom line here is you cannot grow concrete. <laughs> yeah, of course you It's can't. made from an aggregate of uh, medium-grained construction material made up of sand, gravel, crushed stone, geosynthetic aggregate, and I forgot this was a thing. I remember learning about it at school. Slag. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest Transformer name. Oh, Slag. Really? Yeah, you're the Dinobots. One of them's called Slag. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they're named after like sludge and snart. Like they're named after like you know, oh okay, like, you know elements and things like that. Or, like um, sediments. That that's a word I'm after. That's not the name of a. No, it's not a name. No, no. But <laughs> you got like Grimlock, and yeah. then yeah, one of them is called Slag. Um, Coke is not one of the Transformers. No, but that wasn't. That's another thing. I think you use it. There's the Coke. Really? In, uh, yeah, Coke's part of some industrial. <laughs> Thing. Coke. Just Google Coke alone. I'm sure that will come up with the answer. Huh. <laughs> Coke in industrial processes. Uh, yeah, Coke is a grey, hard and porous fuel with a high carbon content and few impurities. Uh, it's mainly used in iron ore smelting. Yeah, slag. <laughs> yes, yeah, slag. Yeah, so concrete can't be grown, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that was something we watched. It certainly was. We had a bit of a laugh about that, and that then you funny. you uh, wanted to also get involved in the, the funny clips department. Well, I had just and, been sent a funny clip. And, dude, it was very, very funny. Do you, want, do you want to explain to the oh, audience what that was? That I'm pretty sure this is a podcast format where people just talk about viral videos from, like, the week. Look, when, we, um, when we've got, because we've got the desk, the desk is here, 100% recycled material. Not something I asked for, but I'm happy that happened. I didn't, I wasn't even trying to be moral. And <laughs> look at me, I can't help myself. But technology wise, we want a completely non recycled deck behind here mm -hmm. that takes up way too much energy to sort of counterbalance the, uh, the ethical points. And we can, we should be able to play clips, right? Yes. So in these intros and outros, we're not trying to monetize them, we could just play the clips. We can do, yeah. If in we, future, yeah. we can play my, and I'm, I'm annoyed that we haven't been able to use it more, my CM Punk <laughs> boner clip. Well, that happened just before you left. So it never really got the momentum. No, but like there, there's very few times where I have come up with something that we can <laughs> use as a recurring clip. Well, you can bring it back. Apart yeah. from bloop, which bloop. People were calling for your, was it your version of the Smackdown theme? Bullet, 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 bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Like my fuzzy music video, that was probably after not my proudest fap or 
you know, top 10 covers that are better than the original or this is awful. The next most repeated comment was not as good as Luke's version of the SmackDown entrance music. I uh, I listened to your SmackDown Rampage podcast that you did with Tempo. Yeah. And I I was pushing my, my kid around. and uh, what, in, in a, a bullying way? <laughs> Be better. Why aren't you talking yet? Crawl, you dick. Uh, no, I was uh, pushing her in the pram. Mm. And um, uh, I was listening to that podcast. Genuinely felt sad. Yeah. I It, it was heartbreaking here you talk about this thing that had like clearly affected you. And it wasn't like in a jokey way. I could actually, I was like, I know when Ollie is sad. <laughs> and these these comments have genuinely got to him. I don't mean, I do not mind being made fun of at all. In fact, I get a weird perverse kick out of it. But I know it wasn't my best. I thought it was very funny. Mm, I thought, thank you very much. I thought the video was really yeah, funny. Yeah. But I, I think I could have done it better. And I think it's because Andy May has done better ones. We've said this before. He's raised the bar. No, no, no not raised the bar. He's ruined the bar. <laughs> we aren't the, the bar. bar. <laughs> there was a period of time when doing the punishment videos was supposed to be a thing where he's like, I've made the silly video. Now you make fun of me mm. for doing it. And he took that to be, I'm going to make the best video I possibly can so people give me praise. And now, because he did two of them back to back, people think <sighs> that's what the music video is supposed to be now. But that's wrong. It's supposed to be a bad thing. It's that we, ca we can't complain too much because it's like, it's the end game, isn't it? of the thing we, we created this thing and it's become its endpoint monster and that is Andy has taken it on and made it much bigger than we intended it to be we now need to come up with a new punishment thing um have you seen what's currently winning my punishment for next month I am glad it's not Kazanin RA I think I could have done I did I, I got a, a GCSE in Japanese I, and I'm sure you would have done but it, have like done. You know when people used to suggest, oh, you should do modern-day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal's theme, because you can't oh. speak the language? It would have just been offensive, because I, I can't speak the language. Well, it didn't win, and uh, shame on everybody, because I was just going to double down on double down on it. I was going to do full stereotypical <laughs> outfits. It's going to be just a horribly racist video I was going to make. <laughs> and it would have been you people's yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. You wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it's our truths. What's up? I am. Um, so Andy has told me three times now that his suggestion to you mm. was for you to go onto a train mm. and yell at people, "What's up?" Okay. Which you have turned down. I think you are right to turn that down, and the reason why I think you're right to turn that down is because it makes no sense. What is you on a train yelling "What's up" at people got to do with the song? I'm asking them "What's up." What's the What's the actual lyrics? Because surely there's a bit more depth to it our truth entrance lyrics Ron Killings what's up uh, what's up stand up and say what's up what's up what's up what's up what's up people over there what's up if you feel me stand up and say what's up what's up what's up yeah uh, you can get with this or you can get with that you better come get with this because this is where it's at what's up um, and then the verses which I don't think I've ever listened to can, do you know it? You're quite good with lyrics. Well, no, because he doesn't get that far, does he? I'd be skipping and jumping and leaving the competition, making disappear like your favourite magician. I ride that mother effer till the wheels fall off. <laughs> That's not in it. It might be in like the original version and then... But all, oh, Sorry, can I just read that again? Uh, there's some very problematic lyrics later. I mean... Our truth can say these words. <laughs> I don't think I can get away with it. To be one of the baddest, 
ass, I think, and then there's the letter N with some no, stars. No. To be one of the baddest ass no. word. Oh no! To step foot in this game. <gasps> you, no, no. I've got to say it no, now. You, no, you. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. No, I mean the people voted for it. <laughs> you... I think it's okay. It's not that big a deal, is it? <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Are there any more starred out lyrics? Oh my god, he says it again. They tell <laughs> They telling me Jack was nimble. They said he was quick. But I bet that that word again. Can't do the S word that I did. <laughs> uh yeah, and then bad No, no, bitch ass N. Wow. <sighs> Naggers. <laughs> <laughs> The answer we were looking for <laughs> was naggers. One of the funniest <laughs> South Park jokes of all time. Um, I mean, well, maybe we should just, uh, we'll leave it on that one. I didn't say anything. I know I feel awkward. I'm I'm gonna, just I'm saying, I think we should just get it. Say not the word I feel weird. Oh, I'm, I'm glad this isn't the City World podcast. <laughs> At oh, least, I thought it was. <laughs> at, least this is, at least this is the right place to be doing this mm -hmm. sort of conversation. People are used to this sort of caper here. Uh, let's get into the show itself. Ah, oh, have you made, found an imperfection? There's like a, there's a nipple. There's a nipple on the table. It's a, it's a join. Oh. Uh, right, let's get into the show itself. Stay puffed, est word, mm -hmm. because, uh, yeah, right. Hangman Page. Lovely stuff. You'll find some of your finest work on that thumbnail. Thank you very much. Here is the show. Stay puffed, S word. Stay puffed, S word. Stay puffed, S word. Stay puffed, S word. Yeah. And welcome to the AEW Review Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. And oh, what is this? A new desk? Oh, it's blue. We didn't know it would be blue, but it's here, <laughs> and it's. I, I guess it doesn't make much difference to you people at home, but it's so much comfier. For us to sit oh, at so much. This is company. nice. It is nice, isn't it? It this feels is more professional. This the is way what we, we can turn to each other. Well, this is what we had in mind first time round. Problem was, we didn't get it curved. We got it as like a sort of an angle type mm. thing, and that was very uncomfortable to kind of do this podcast in. What an optical illusion! Because on the screen that I can see, it looks the same depth. Yeah, it's so much deeper. Uh, everyone's saying it's blue. It's so blue. Blue man group. It's blue. They blew themselves. Oh, yeah. We're blowing, uh, blueing blue. Is this the Smackdown podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. man. If we could have changed the color of it, which is actually what we were going to do with the old one. The, mm. whole, the whole reason the other one was like that white PVC plastic thing is because you're from the 90s and you wanted to get LED lights in there that we could do like oh, LED yeah. light shows with it. And we just never did. Well, you know, now with the advances in technology, I'm going to put AR all over this. Oh, so you won't, you know, in a couple of weeks when the technology's in place, you won't even notice the blue. You'll notice the little gold Ollie and Luke's everywhere doing this. I want it to be like big time Bex. If, if I'm going to have AR, I want it to be as awful as that yeah. one. All the Asker masks, remember that? But that one's all right, because they, like, they don't look like, have to look like faces. That's the problem is when they have to look like real people. Yeah. 
Anyway, we are here to talk about AEW Dynamite. Of course, get your ultra chats in, Omega chats, I should say, to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll answer every single one of them over $5 before the end of the show. But we are talking first about that excellent yet divisive main event match and angle of the Dark Order versus the Super Elite. Yeah, do we want to... Should we talk about why it was divisive first, or do we want to talk about why it was really fun? Quick recap of what happened first, I think, would be best in case people haven't watched it. It was a four-person... Eight-person tag? Eight-man tag. An eight-man tag. Uh, they came out in fancy dress. Because it's Halloween. Because it's Halloween. Dark Order came out in sort of... A bit of everything, really. Yeah, they came out in regular like Halloween costumes. Evil Uno was a cowboy. Uh, Grayson was Kratos from mm-hmm. God of War because he is bald and has a beard. This is probably what Laurie would do. Um, uh, it's what Champa would do. <laughs> and he did do. Um, uh, it's what uh, John Silver was Bambi, which is apparently what he said he was going to do on social media. <laughs> and Cabana, my favorite one, was Brandon Cutler. Yeah, that was ripped. He looked... It's weird because he's a completely different shape to Brandon Cutler, but I looked at him and I just saw Brandon <laughs> Cutler. Anyway, they come out. The elite are all Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, so I had a feeling that there was going to be something like this because I checked my DMs this morning. <laughs> no, my DMs, sorry. I checked my mentions this morning on Twitter and it was just loads of people going like, oh, you're going to mark out so much yeah. when you see this entrance. Oh my God, it's an entrance that's made for Luke. And as I got to the office, Adam texted me being like, it's almost like Dynamite is written for you specifically. <laughs> yeah, from the very first episode where Kevin Smith's in the front row. <laughs> exactly. Tony Khan's there, but what would Luke like? Yeah. Um, we also got in this because the elites were wearing proton packs as well. Yeah. And they used those as a weapon in a spot that has since been explained to me as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all running and, and bashing the person in the middle with their shells. Good fun. It was, I, I okay, so put to, to put my cards out on the table. On Front Street. To put out on Front Street, just not my microphone a little bit slightly there. To put this out on Front Street, I loved this main event so, so much. I laughed out loud on so many different occasions. I loved how salty JR was on commentary, <laughs> who was just not having fun whatsoever. I had a ball <clears throat> with this, and the reveal at the end mm-hmm. was. Oh my God, it was so much fun. The horse coming out and the elite being like, ah, look, it's one of the Dark Order. Let's all beat him up and stuff. And then they take it off and it's Brandon Cutler and they do the big, And it was so well done as well because it's like, well, why is Brandon Cutler letting himself be dressed up? And he had tape over his mouth. Yeah. And like, obviously the Dark Order were making him stand in position. Totally made sense. It was so much fun. And then you do the big Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man reveal and it's Hangman Page. The crowd goes ballistic for all of this. I had so much fun with this. And one of the things I love about AEW, when my kid was born, the day my kid was born, it was the day after the Grand Slam event mm. with Danielson Omega, right? So That's what caused your wife to go into labor. Uh, so I've heard. So the, as the legend goes, I, because we had quite a traumatic birth, I was sat in a corridor for like an hour and a half um, on my own waiting for my wife to get exams because I wasn't allowed to go in there as well because of, you know, COVID and this and the other. So I watched Grand Slam on my phone. That was my way to kind of like stay sane. And I just adored the Danielson Omega match because it like sucked me in. It was just so Mm. like, you know, excellent professional wrestling and I absolutely adored it. 
but I actually had more fun with the Derby and Sting versus FTR match <laughs> because it was like it was good. Yeah. It was so much fun, mm-hmm. and I got that wonderful variety in on the show. And again, with this episode of Dynamite, you got that wonderful variety in there because if you want wonderful like submission like type wrestling you had punk versus fish in the opener if you wanted some of the flip de doo stuff you had page versus guevara if you wanted a really great story that was like and like amazing false finishes and stuff you had deep and Sheeta. and then you had this main event squash match with mark steen and you had this main event that was just fun <clears throat> and i and i loved everything about it it's one of those things though uh where if people take against it it's like, oh, I can totally see why. Yeah. Um, me personally, and I think a lot of us who s- sort of watch the channel, it's that kind of postmodern ironic detachment, but in a good way, where we can be like, this is stupid, but at the exact same time, weirdly get completely invested in the emotional parts of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I do think that's that that's a sort of pronounced thing along generational lines, which is why, you know, JR and I imagine, I haven't seen Jim Cornette's take, but I think I could take an educated guess. And all the power to them, because the world champion's in this match. Sure is. A lot of people have been like, Adam Cole has left NXT as the top guy, and here he is dressing up in the main event. And on paper, when you read that written down, you're like, that is what's happened. But actually, when you experience it in context, I, I think it's awesome. There were some great storytelling points that were explained to me. In the commercial break, Kenny never tagged in Adam Cole. They are building a Kenny-Adam Cole feud. There was actually another one that I'd missed that might have been... I, I don't know why I just didn't have my eye on it, but you know the camel clutch spots where Adam Cole puts the camel clutch on and then the Young Bucks do the kiss on the cheek? Kenny went to do it first, and Adam Cole, and then the Young Bucks came and said, no, 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 Adam does this. And Adam then locked on the camel clutch for the Young Bucks to do the spots. There's little things like that. It's never like explicitly said on commentary. They're just doing that in ring. Because I I think you're right. And I think everyone else who'd spot it was right. They are setting up to do like the Adam Cole is sort of this virus within Mm -hmm. the elite that's splitting them up. Yeah, and you you watch being the elite, it's quite obvious there. But the the huge win of this is the, the comedy I felt was... It was a bit goofy at times, I didn't mind it, uh, but it was a great way to smuggle in this really badass, serious angle at the end. Because, like you said, Hangman Page reveals himself, and in that split second, it's no longer goofy. Despite everyone in the ring being in costume, it's like, oh crap, S-word just got real. Dark Order get a much-needed win. And it's in that same template that Jericho bases a lot of his in-ring celebration segments around. Festival of Friendship. That is a goofy, silly segment, but that is all just a prelude to make that emotional punch at the end even more impactful. And I think that's what they did here. For me, it's a win, um, and I think it's a really good way to give the baby faces some fire against the elite. But I can also, if you took against it, I can totally see why. Yeah, no, I agree. Like as Adam <coughs> said to me in the office today, because um, I was, he, you know, he said, "What did you make of the main event?" I was like, mm. well, "I absolutely loved it." I mean, of course, I loved it. Tony Khan wrote it specifically for <laughs> me. References to the turtles; they were dressed up as Ghostbusters yeah. than any other. And I said, "The Hangman reveal was so great." And Adam said to me, "I was like, well, that won't be in the video package, though, will it? You know, to hype up the main event of Full Gear, that shot isn't going to be in the video package." And I was like, "Why not?" He's like, "Because it's a serious story. Mm. They're telling a serious mm. story about between Hangman and Omega. That's not going to be featured in." And I was like, "I think that's." 
I think it will be, though. Because I think it encompasses a lot more than just serious match four title. It's out of context in the video package. It is, it's a weird visual. So I could say, you know, I could, I could see both sides. Um, but the one other thing I just want to mention is that the Good Brothers did not accompany the Super Elite out here. Don not. Callis wasn't there either, so it could just be that. But I, I'm just, oh, I know it was reported over the weekend that the impact and AEW relationship has ended as of Bound for Glory on Saturday. And I just, I was really hoping it wasn't true. Same here, yeah. I, it's, so I was thinking about this today. Um, we also haven't answered the title to the question of the video either, which we'll get to in just a mm. second. I was thinking about it today because I was, I was listening to Stephen Larson reviewing NXT, and while they were reviewing NXT, they got the breaking news about Ring of Honor. Yeah. And when the news came out that AEW and Impact's relationship had come to an end, there were a lot of people online that were like, man, AEW really did drop the ball with that Impact relationship. Mm. The second that they didn't have any, they didn't have a Rich Swan appearance to promote the Kenny versus Rich Swan match, you could tell that this was one-way traffic. The fact that they never used anyone from the knockouts division, despite the fact they've got probably one of the best rosters for women's wrestlers in the, in the world, that is a massive, massive mistake. But the fact that Impact is still around and Ring of Honor have basically just announced that they are closing it. I would say that Impact got so much out of being associated with AEW, mm -hmm. and I think that has really helped them throughout 2021 as they have, have as they have welcomed fans back in. Certainly helped them, um, but I think... It should have helped them more. <laughs> yeah, history looking back at this, and even living through it in the moment, when that forbidden door was first opened, I think everybody... There's so much to do. Yeah. And... They did a fraction of it. It was it's incredible actually how little they used it. Mm, yeah. Um but yeah, the, the title of the video is Should Hangman Page Win? Yes, at full gear, yeah. No. <gasps> You're still going with no. I'm still going with no. Huh. What pray tell, why are we go why why no? I'm I'm it's the same thing over and over again. It's still my same argument. Kenny beats him. Kenny then goes on to beat Punk, Danielson, Cole, everybody else. Page comes back to challenge him at All Out, and that's when Page gets the title. On the sort of anniversary of when he lost in that inaugural championship match against Chris Jericho. I think, and, and if Page becomes champion, I do not think it'll be a as hot as it could be if Kenny was still on top. Hmm. I mean, our producer, Rich, Never wants Hangman to win the title. Okay. Do it. Do a Tommy Dreamer. Oh, man. I, I think there's only so long you can go with that. Like that worked in the '90s. Mm. I think there's so long you can go with that in a digital age where before that, where that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I went into this video thinking it's the time. Now is the time. At All Out, it was not the time. Like I was, I was no. fully for. If they had done Omega Hangman at All Out, it should have been Omega winning there. Hangman doesn't win the first try, and then you could do maybe a time limit draw. Proper, like, uh, a card or Omega, this story. That's what I want from this. But there was a moment during that match last night when he did the reveal, and I thought, maybe now is the time. Now is the time to pull the trigger on it. But I also love the idea of Omega beating Danielson at Double or Nothing, Beating Punk at I don't know beating Punk on say like an anniversary show or what or, you know like a January first show or whatever mm -hmm. it is, and then it being at All Out is when Paige wins the title. Can you hold on to that momentum for another year though? That's the question. 
I mean, it's been in the oven long enough already. I don't see why you can't can't let that stew a bit more. Come on, make make those beans very tender. Can we, um, Mod Mother, uh, Mod Mother, can, can you hear me? Can we get a poll up uh, if you are doing the show today? I, um, uh, do what does the chat think? Should Hangman Page win at AEW Full Gear? Yes or no? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's get into our Omega chats that we've had so far. Uh, the subject heading here is I ain't afraid of no ghost, so thank you whoever wrote that. Gregory Nelson says, Luke, you may or may not have picked on up on this, but the main event last night featured many references to that 80s movie Ghostbusters. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. So if you're new to this channel, Ghostbusters is my legit my favourite movie of all time. I have a extensive collection of Ghostbusters on various <laughs> forms of home media. I've got it you know, eight or so times on VHS, multiple times on DVD, Laserdisc, VHD, UMD. Uh, I've got all of the various games on the Commodore 64. Like basically uh, home media versions of, of Ghostbusters. I also, while I was off, picked up some line drawings from the real Ghostbusters that we used in production, including a cell, which I was really, really pleased about. <laughs> so like, and so my, my office is like, heavily decorated mm. in Ghostbusters kind of memorabilia and stuff. So I loved it. And like, 
So my friend um, Ash, who I do my other podcast with, he texted me today being like, are you doing the AEW podcast tonight? Because he's also a massive Ghostbusters fan. I said, oh, I am. And he was like, man, between that and Chucky being all over <laughs> NXT, this like this week is just made for you, really. Pop culture's eating itself. <laughs> do you want to read the next one? I do. So, um, I mean, I think we need to do this back and forth okay. because it is dialogue here. So I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. What? What just popped in there? I, I tried to think. Look! No, it can't be! What did you do, Ray? It's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Jam that jam. Uh, that's from Charles Burke, thank you. Omar Josu. Hangman revealing himself as the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is the reason I love wrestling. Also, first time Ultra Chat. Jam that jam. Jam that thank jam. You, Omar. Uh, Dar Train 24. Luke, I haven't seen it, but you and I have very similar takes on things. I'm afraid when I see it, I'll cry slash be sad. How do you properly watch at this point? What, what's he talking about? I wonder if he's saying that he's never seen Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. Uh, also, DAD is the best title in wrestling. Love you, brother. Well, thank you, Dar Train. Like, it, you could watch Ghostbusters, and if you don't like it, then you don't like it. Mm. It's, it's legit. It's my favorite movie of all time. But, they, you know, Adam said to me today, he was like, yeah, it's a perfectly fine three-star movie. And I was like, you're probably right. It's still my favorite movie of all time, though. There's a new one coming out, so maybe watch <sighs> that in the next couple of months, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. If you like the lore, go back and... Watch where it came from. Genetic Ghost. Hi, lads. Long time no chat. The way that Adam Cole and Kenny are on their way to a custody of the Young Bucks ladder match is so incredible. Kenny is going to realise he sacrificed his friends on a pyre for a belt he won't have anymore. I love the elite. Uh, Rangers Mayhem. The main event was just a ball of fun. I like the touch that Paige's reveal behind Matt to call back to their hatred of each other in this long storyline. Paige is most likely winning at full gear for the hometown pop, the following Dynamite. Hmm. What is is Dynamite after Full Gear in? Where's he from? Cowboy Texas. Town. <laughs> so, would you like to hear the current results of the poll? Yes. So, currently, twelve percent say no. He should not win. Eighty-eight percent say that yes, he should win the title. A lot of jabroni marks who don't know what's good for themselves there. <laughs> Ghostface1999. In the second episode of BTE, when Adam Cole returned, Adam was going to look for Hangman to treat him to a beer. The Bucks and Omega told him not to. The seeds are there since Adam was poisoned by Kenny. Uh, and James Sternick for now. Hangman better win because I'll be there and I'll riot if he doesn't. You'll like what Tony Khan gives you. He knows better than all of us. It's very true. His name was Circled on the leaked match card. I don't know if that means anything. Hey, but you know, Tony said uh, in an interview that, um, that hey, I mean, it may look like it was the card for Full Gear, <laughs> but it's not the card for Full Gear, even though a lot of the matches that were on that list have now been announced for Full Gear. Well, it's CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston by all accounts, not Wardlow. No, was it Punk versus Wardlow? Was that on the list? Punk versus Wardlow. I imagine there's a way to get to MJF. Mm. Right, let's do our full AEW Dynamite review. Back on Wednesday night, lovely to see it. And in a big way too, we had CM Punk versus Bobby Fish to kick off this episode. That's a match that was set up on Saturday's Dynamite, if you hadn't seen it. Fish beat 
Moriarty? No, I no. Can't remember who no, it was. no, no. It wasn't Lee Moriarty. That was the week previous. That was just before the Danielson match. Now, he beat uh, the guy who got fired from 205 Live. One of the guys who got fired from 205 Live. I can't Danny remember. <laughs> no, no. He's the premier athlete. He's, he's in the front row. You said today, and I believe this is a direct quote, it's annoying me how much screen time he's getting. <laughs> it's just like, you look at all of the people who are free agents right now, and everyone's just been released from Ring of Honor. And I, I love Tony Nice. I think he's great. John Cusack. But he's had like eight NXT takeover shots now on the AEW. Uh, Anthony Green was the guy that Bobby right. Fish beat last week. So Fish kept on beating him up afterwards, so sort of turned heel and Punk chased him off. He doesn't like bullies. And they had a cracking opening. So good. Uh, went about 10, 12 minutes. Fish worked over Punk's knee. Of course, he needs that for the GTS. But Punk ultimately fought through that, hit the GTS, took forever to pin Bobby Fish because of the bad knee, pinned him. And for me... Fish kicked out at 3.0001. Yeah. Um, and the commentators said said as such, Alvarez agrees. Dave Meltzer is like, that's a botch. Oh, Dave, come on, man. I thought it was quite clearly that story that's where the story. He was they so, were protecting Fish. So slow getting into yeah. the cover that Fish kicked out just a fraction too late. Mm. Like, uh, I, Yeah, I think you got completely right on that. And Punk is like giving something to Bobby there to make him not look like... Triple H pinning Booker T. Well, that's it, like Punk's face. What I loved about, because I loved this match as mm. well, and what I loved about Punk's performance, what I've loved about his AEW run thus far, is that he beat Darby Allen, and, you know, he says, he goes like, I was just the better man on that night. I survived Powerhouse Hobbs. I didn't beat him, I survived Powerhouse Hobbs. When he beat Fish here, his face said, I shouldn't have won that. Mm. I am lucky to come away with the win there. And that's really interesting for the best in the world to have won a match and still be like, man, I, I won that by the skin yeah. of my teeth. And I see so there was some online chatter about he should be in the title eliminator match. My headcanon of it is Punk isn't ready to be in that. Like he has said to himself, I'm not ready to be in that tournament. I kind of wish they would do a promo about it. Maybe it's, I, I'm writing my own version of this. Yeah, story. I like that though. But the fact that he isn't in that title tournament and is like, you know, having these sort of performance be like, I'm not sure I'm ready for. Like, I've got a perfect record at the moment, mm. but just about got that perfect record. Uh, well, he's got a perfect record in scoop slams. <laughs> Punk hit one scoop slam on Fish and looked at the crowd like, you know, just such a subtle face movement, like scoop slam. <laughs> and then he did another one. And he did the same facial expression, of course. Master manipulator, the whole audience were like, one more time yeah. for a scoop slam. He hit a third scoop slam like it's the three amigos. This is I like that. There's a honky-tonk man story that he tells. I think it's on the, the shooting interview we did with Ravens, one of my favorite shooting interviews of all time. And he was telling the story about Sting right, wrestling like a house show or something against, and I cannot remember who it is. It was against a heel. Mm. I want to say it was like Jake Roberts or something. And, but it might not have been Jake. And the guy, the heel he was facing kept saying Sting, scoop slam me. <laughs> so Sting's scoop slamming him. And obviously the crowd are going nuts because Sting keeps doing it and everything. But the heel is there, line of the band is like, I mean, I'm not going to be the one with the bad back tomorrow. <laughs> so Sting got to the back and he's like, oh my God, my back is hurting so much from that repetitive motion of scoop slamming you. He, got, he was ribbing him in a match. He got RSI. <laughs> Um, after that, we got a Malachi Black promo where he said he's not finished with Cody. He made the whole Nightmare family hate him. He made the fans hate Cody. Very interesting. They're addressing the crowd reaction. And we got a lot more of that with the Cody promo later on. 
Uh, MJF came out to completely squash Bryce Donovan with a sort of draping DDT and then a one-finger pin. Wasn't it one of the DDT? It was the Heat Seeker. Sorry, the Heat Seeker, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Power Driver. Mm. Yeah. Um, which was just, it was just a way to give MJF a cool win because then he's going to bury your hometown. I loved that when he came out, I believe it was Excalibur that said, this is MJF's quarterly uh, match on dynamites that he's contractually <laughs> obliged to have. Scum of the earth, not sold of the earth. <laughs> and just excellent heel work from MJF. He, he's, he gets away with so much stuff that would spark a real cancel backlash on if anybody else said it. He said, he, what he does is he pins shoulders to mats and he bangs rats. Rats has become a, you know, it always should have been a, a dirty word in wrestling. But it's it's the sort of insider speak for the women or men, or actually, no, I think it's exclusively women, who hang around uh, wrestlers to have sex with them after shows. And you think, like, how disrespectful that is. Any other industry, groupies. <laughs> but wrestlers, like, you know, they're rats. Like, yeah, horrible. rats. Horrible. Um, but he's, you know, he says it here and it's just... I mean, well, just, like, let's be honest. He was calling Brian Pillman Jr.'s moment, I know. Like, you know, methany. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's many more lines that that man he can cross. He can do fat shaming. He is incredible. Incredible. Um, anyway, sort of does that a bit more. He runs down Darby Allen. Sting's music hits, but it's just a joke. Uh, Sean Spears had arranged it. I didn't notice this. Someone pointed that out to me. Apparently Wardlow wasn't in on the joke. Which is because they've been doing a lot about MJF and Wardlow mm-hmm. and the split. And if it is Punk Wardlow at full gear and, uh, you know, Punk beats him there and MJF doesn't help. Yeah. There's something you can definitely do around that. Like maybe like MJF's calling for Wardlow to help him in the derby match and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're building that very smartly and, and, and subtly. Uh, but anyway, they do that and they're yucking it like Haha, MJF's on the floor laughing and then the lights cut out. And you can't see anyone, but you just hear MJF go, ha ha, good one, Sean. And Sean goes, uh, that ain't me, boss. <laughs> Beautiful. I loved it. And of course, it's Sting there. He takes him out with a bat. Darby's in the crowd. Great reveal. Uh, they stand tall. And Darby challenges MJF for full gear. Love this feud. Mm-hmm. Um, Britt Baker had a promo backstage with Tony Schiavone. It was all to set up. A trick or street fight yes. with Abaddon. Abaddon. We're saying the same thing. <laughs> Abaddon. But blah, blah. Mm. So that'll be uh, fittingly spooky for Friday's Rampage. Ethan Page versus Sammy Guevara next had an awesome TNT title match. Uh, it was sort of Sammy's speed, which counted for about 70% of the offense. But then Ethan Page had that power game. Yeah, I agree with what you said in your written review, though, mm. which is that this was, it's one stipulation too many. It's a very Jericho. Like, Jericho clearly has quite a lot of creative sway mm. with what goes on with his feuds because he'll just add stip upon stip upon stip upon stip when you're doing things. Like, all of the stuff, the back and forth he's had with Dan Lambert, they basically got to each other like, what other homophobic joke <laughs> can we drop into here? Can we do this? Because that's what, you know, people like. And so... This felt like a very Jericho thing. And I wasn't overly keen on the whole, like, and if you lose, you have to leave the inner circle. Because there's no... that's It's Vince Russo stakes. Yeah. 
But the, the TNT title is already on the line. Exactly. That is more than enough. You don't need extra stuff. And the way it was set up, like the TNT title is going to be on the line, but far more dangerously, you'll have to leave the inner circle. Like, I think the TNT title's more important, or should be more important yeah. at least. Um, but they had a really good match. Sammy is insanely good. Shooting star off the oh, top rope to the outside. This double spring, he leapt off one set of ropes to bounce off another and do a cutter. Mm -hmm. Just mad. Uh, Ethan Page looked great as always. Um, but Sammy won. Sammy won. Men of the Year beat him up in a circle rundown, and they set it up as a Minneapolis street fight for full gear between them and America top team. It's not American top team. It is American top team. Oh, okay. He said America top team. Who, so he got it wrong. Okay, right. Fair, fair enough. I'm glad that it's a five on five. I was, I, I, maybe I miss her, but I thought they said on the last episode of Dynamite it was a three on three, and I was like, that makes no sense. Mm. But I think now I, maybe I misheard it, and I'm, I'm glad that I did, because five on five way, makes way more sense. Uh, well, next week we'll reveal the, the lineup for top team. I think Tony Nese is going to be in it. Because you said that you know, like he was ringside once again. Um, but because yeah, you've got, um, obviously, the men of the year. Junior Dos Santos, did he say that he, like, didn't he say, like, after he had that match that he might not do any pro wrestling ever again? Mm. And then there's another one of the MMA lads. The one with the knee? Well, sure, well that's what I was going to build to, because surely the big fifth reveal will be as, um, uh, man, what's his name? The, the guy from America's Top Team. Um Dan Lambert. Himself. Dan Lambert. That's the one I was after. Yeah, not Dan Lambert. But the way he would say his name was Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> so surely he'll do the big reveal again. It's like, and the fifth match is Jorge Masvidal. Love Dan Lambert. I think he's great. Um, I'm just looking at Tony Nese's Wikipedia. He doesn't have any like legit fighting experience. There's no like MMA in his background. So that would he wouldn't fit into American Top Team. Whereas Sky had the MMA fight, Ethan Page is a black belt. You can make stuff up. It's wrestling. Oh, how dare you? Uh, Kingston and Pro Kingston and Promo had a Brian backstage. <laughs> uh, this is building on the YouTube interview that Danielson did, where he talked about Eddie Kingston, great guy, great wrestler, doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't train that much. Yeah. Whereas Danielson very focused all the time, and they sort of leapfrogged off that by Kingston saying screw you I, I've i got depression I battled through that and I still come here and kick ass and he you know stormed off and Danielson was like so does everybody else yeah I'm here and I still train and I'm gonna beat you on Friday excellent promo oh my god it's so good <laughs> the like I, I, I'm going to use this term, the Twitter dorks that are just like, man, I can't believe that Danielson left WWE for, for this. He's wrestling dark matches and this, that, and the other. Totally un missing out mm. on the best that Danielson can be. Yeah. And going by reports, because Rampage was taped after this episode of Dynamite, going by reports, you told me this earlier, it's better than the Omega match. People are saying it's Danielson's best match in AEW so far, which... I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I think it's the perfect story as well. I don't know the results. Neither I've avoided spoilers, but I assume it's Danielson versus Moxley in the final, going by Moxley eating a human <laughs> to win his match. I think he's going pretty far. But what a story. To I, I can't believe I didn't see it. Danielson beats Moxley's best mate in the semis. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <sighs> ah! 
And with all that, then how about a match of the night contender? No, no, not even contender. Goddamn match of the night. 100%. One of the best women's matches in AEW of the year. Serena Deeb took on Shida in the first round of the TBS title tournament. And it was awesome. It, their first match that they had a couple of weeks ago when it was, unfi- you know, Sheeda looking for her 50th win. And it was so like telegraphed to be like, and Sheeda, of course, going to win. Look, the little plaque is there because mm. they've done that with Jungle Boy, you know, a few months early when he got his big 50th win. And then like, you know, deep turning heel in that match and getting the win was just like this. Oh, my God, I, that totally took me by surprise. So this time, the fact they didn't have like the whole presentation this and the other and Sheeda gets in to tie them one on one or one two one and then. I would imagine Deeb's taken her out of the tournament now because she's probably just going to get killed by Nyla Rose when they have their match because she's now injured from the Deep beatdown. That you can do Deep Sheeda 3 at full gear. And that is a rematch that makes sense. Yeah. And I love that. There's a story reason for them to have three <laughs> matches. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. I, I love the match. I love the characters and stories going into it. What's, what's frustrating for me is that this is what we've been saying. You know, we've been saying for a year, two years, or however long Dynamite's been going on for, Sheeda, Deeb, Thunder Rosa, Riho, and Britt Baker. That's your top of your women's division. Those are your top stars. Have all the feuds based around that. And as much as I love Tay Conti, and, I, you know, I like Ruby Soho, I haven't quite gotten into her yet, to be honest. Chris Statlander, I love, I love all of them. But these five women here are just so far beyond everybody else. Yeah. So it's, I'm just like, ah, oh, you've got it there. Everything's there. And now they're having this fiery feud. That's your women's t- That's your women's division. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, this, I loved their first match that they had mm-hmm. for the Sheeta's 50th win. This was better. That's what I was about to say. I love that this match was better. That's what you want as well from a trilogy mm-hmm. of matches. You know, like we bemoan rematches in... Uh, another company because usually they're two minute matches and then the same matches every time these are these are three matches that have got a story going through it and this match totally surpassed what was already an incredible match the first time round this was so the crowd was so into these near falls at the end particularly when Dave had on her submissions mm. and she like she had a fighting out of those submissions was absolutely stellar stuff I'm sure AEW will adequately follow up on a women's division feud. Uh, after that, we got uh, Dante Martin and Leo Rush explaining that Mike Seidel is injured, so it won't be a tag match. Leo Rush isn't going to make his in-ring return. Uh, it's going to be Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel 3? Yes, it'll be the third one, yeah. I, that, I would say, are just rematches for the sake of rematches. Yeah, that fight Leo Rush there, I think. Yeah. Uh, in the final... World title eliminated tournament. We had match, quarterfinal thing, first round. We had Mox take on 10. And Mox walked in. Did he clothesline him first? Was that the first thing? It may have been, yeah. Decapitated 10 with a clothesline. Like I, I, I thought, oh, 10. Maybe they're giving him a little push here. He's negative one's favorite wrestler. <laughs> yeah. That did not happen. No, it did not. Mox hit this clothesline, took him outside, ripped his mask, bit him, got back in the ring. Ten gets back in the ring, 
covered in blood. And Moxley, I can't remember how he wins, but he pins Paradigm him. Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. And then Mox just walks out. I loved this squash match. It was so good. It was so good. I loved it. Moxley, when he walks out, he is covered oh. in blood on his chest. The pro- on, If you haven't seen it, go and watch his promo from Saturday's episode of Dynamite. It is fantastic. Because he's like, I look into my daughter's eyes and nothing else matters. I don't really care about wrestling. Um, I can't actually remember how he got from that bit to I am now going to win the tournament. Yeah. But it was excellent work. This is fantastic. FTR uh, reminded us all they've hit the reset button and now they're going for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Yeah, the Lucha Bros challenged them earlier in the night for a match at full gear for the AEW Championships. And then, again, FTR obviously accepted. Mm -hmm. I would have thought this would have been title for title. Like, you know, so both belts are on the line, but I think it's just the AEW titles that are on the line because FTR have got AAA plans that they're going... Apparently, they're also going, they're going to be managed by Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, weird, that. Down, rather than being managed by Tully Blanchard. Mm. Uh, and the final segment we're going to talk about because we've covered the main event is actually the most interesting segment. So we talked about it earlier with Malachi Black. Cody Rhodes comes out. And Excalibur on commentary notes that the fans are booing him. Cody cuts a promo saying, I hear you. I hear that you're booing me. And I'm just going to strip away kayfabe for a moment. Cody cut a promo about how AEW and himself, they want him to be a babyface. And the crowd don't want him to be a babyface. The majority of the crowd, I should say, because I certainly don't mind him being a babyface. And Cody asked the fans to cheer him like a babyface anyway. Distilled down like that, what are they thinking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a good promo. Great promo. When has asking wrestling fans or any large group of people, oh, you know that fun you're having by booing this popular thing that you're not really into, can you not boo them anymore? I, but like, but the because when you distill it down like that, surely there's someone who said, oh, "Hang about, that doesn't really work." Like there must maybe be, they did. maybe like there Cody's... has to be some level of like, um, this is the Cody verse. Well, it, it, and it's, as going in raw would put it, Cody Island. Yeah, but like surely. They have. They are enough. They are self-aware enough that having Cody go out there and be like, "Hey guys, look, I'm one of the EVPs here. So like, without me, you wouldn't be having this fun. So we just really appreciate it if you would cheer me." He I'm, legit said that line. Yeah. He legit said it. Yeah, like I am not as good as my brother. My wife is way harder than I am. My daughter is too good. Uh, I'm not. I'm not good enough to be the father to my daughter. My, Arn Anderson shoots people. My, Arn Anderson will literally GTA someone. <laughs> my dad has got a legacy that I will never ever get close to having. So if you could just cheer me, that would just make my Wednesdays much easier. It's honestly what they said. It was very affecting. And it was a Cody is has, great, but it has to be a knowledge. It has to be a knowing thing, though. It has to be. What the? I don't know what they think they're going to accomplish. Because then, like, just to go and back up your point, you then had Andrade come out, and Andrade says, like, the people boo me, but I don't care what they think. And then Malachi Black uh, appears in the ring as well. So you have Andrade and Malachi Black. Mm beat down babyface Cody Rhodes and then you had babyface Pack come out to make the save. So they must, in their heads, they are like, well, that Cody probe is totally going to work. Yeah. It's, it is insane. Look, let's 
watch it play out because <laughs> they might be this. <laughs> you hear this? It's a delusional heel promo. It is. Um, but I actually think it's a delusional Cody promo. And that pains me to say because I love the guy. I love the character. I'm one of the few people who still cheers him, genuinely. But I don't know how you look at 2007 to 2014 John Cena and go, that worked. We've had, the, we've had our poll end, okay. um, which was actually... 11% said no, he shouldn't win. 88% said that he should. So you're telling me there's a chance. I, Mod Mother Jenna, can we have another poll up? Because I'd be so curious to see what the chat think about this. Mm. Is he delusional heel or delusional Cody? Yeah. So delusional heel means it's intentional, they're turning in him heel, or is, if he's delusional Cody... He, he is, actually he thinks is, he's a baby. He is WWE presenting John Cena as the top baby of the company, <sighs> even though the crowd are telling him he's not. Damn. It's, it's a tricky one. Uh, but overall, excellent episode of Dynamite. I'm so glad to be back here with you talking about it. Um, yeah, four out of five. I mean, they all came dressed out as Ghostbusters. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a five <laughs> no! out, it's a five out of five show. You... Dude, no, dude. I, I mean, I, I said this on the Raw review. I didn't watch. I watched an hour of Raw yeah. in the four weeks that I had off. I watched every episode of Dynamite. I watched every episode of mm. Rampage because I'm just, I love everything that this company is putting out. And like, I, it is a joy to watch Dynamite every single week. This for me was a like, I had so much fun with everything on this show. I couldn't score it any less than five out of five. When the horse was unveiled, I genuinely had this reaction. Oh, no! <laughs> did, you, did you not see, I didn't it see it coming? Oh, that's even better, because I totally saw it coming. So I, I saw the horse, and I just thought, well, that's Paige. And then I didn't think about it a bit. And then I just assumed the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man was... Was Cutler. Yeah. Which is what Nakazawa was. Yeah, it was the baby. And he was Bay Bay. And I knew there was something going on, but I, I said it before, I'm an idiot when I watch wrestling shows, and I prefer it that way. <laughs> so that happened. So I'm making these noises, and my lady partner had a rare lion, woke her up, and then when... Pat, like It was just that Gary Neville, long protracted, oh! <laughs> and then Hangman Page revealed himself, and I just went... Brilliant. <laughs> By myself in my front room at 7.30 in the morning. Brilliant. 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 Oh, bravo. Uh, no, I, I, I loved this episode yeah, of Dynamite. Great. It was so much fun. Looking at the uh, four com- out of five. community poll for it, the majority are in your favour. 49% said it was a four out of five show, oh, right. with 36% saying it was a five out of five show. I don't know if we've had Dynamites, certainly you and I being together, that have been like, Four and five that much because mm. usually it's just like five out of five all the way. Yeah, or you know, you know, somewhere in the middle and stuff. That is so much weighted to top two. Eleven percent there, three out of five, and then one and three percent for two and one out of five. I um, think a lot of people are happy it's back on Wednesdays. It makes it a lot easier to watch. Oh my god, the poll though. <gasps> so these are these. Should we are, let it run a little bit longer, or is it? Do you think all the votes have come in? No, the, all the votes haven't come in yet. <laughs> but it's just we've only had five hundred odd votes in so far. We had about a thousand for the. Okay, so we'll we'll run it until we get to the end of the ultra chats. But let sure. me tell you, the numbers don't lie. Do they, they spell disaster? They are. They spell interesting for you Ooh. at sacrifice. Well, it's not just AEW to look forward to, of course. 
It's WrestleTalk's Patreon as well. We have our drunk podcast episode up right now for Patreons. You partook in that yesterday? For a brief moment, yes. I was, was it fun? I, I, it was fun. It's always good because I like mm. seeing social media Abby. I love seeing Mod Mother Jenna. Um, Smooth I, Jenna. It, it is, yeah. I mean, I went in there. The first thing I did was argue with Andy. <laughs> because Andy said to me, if I, or if I drink beer and I drink cider, they just taste the same. I was, like, I was like, Andy, but they don't, though. And he's like, well, no, I don't like either of them, so they just taste the same. And I was like, well, so if you tasted a curry that you didn't like, would you say, well, that tastes like beer because I mm. don't like it? I just, and he was like, no, I just don't like it. I was like, Andy, I believe that you don't like them. Yeah. I just refuse to believe your palate is that bad. <laughs> he's got a really good palate as well. He he's a very good, like, baker. Appar- and- apparently not. Yeah. Um, also, it's mine and Luke's. TNA Bound for Glory 2007 retro pay-per-view podcast. It's about three and a bit hours long. It is indeed. So I I think we undersold this on Monday Mm -hmm. because we talked about the reverse battle royal with 16 that then becomes eight, that then becomes six, that becomes two in a singles match that sets up an eight-man tournament, the winner of which isn't part of the original 16. We completely undersold it by talking about that and Pac-Man Jones. The real selling point of this is that we go through my forum posts (laughs) from the time reviewing the show so like the show happened and then i was part of a forum called the smart marks and i reviewed the show like in bullet point form of what i thought of the show and we go through that and we find some of my other old forum posts as well and it is it i mean i don't i remember making these posts luke's lookouts <laughs> luke's look at um <laughs> but i don't remember like writing it the way that i did and i was afterwards like I can see why not many people on this, why I got bullied so much on this board. It's very good. And also, if you give $25 a month or more, you get shout outs and a wrestling nickname here. Thank you to the mayor of Painesville. Damn, I'm going to steal Tempest's gimmick. Yeah. Oh, actually, it turns out that Tempest really gets annoyed that we said Tempest's gimmick, so I'm just going to say this. We, well, he thinks that we just stole it from him and didn't give him any credit. It's Brian's gimmick. <laughs> the Junus Brothers, Junus Hankinen. I can take some kind of bump, Aaron. Yeah. They're crazy, nuts per end. Yeah. Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Yeah. The man with the scoops, Sean. Yeah. Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. More than the sum of his parts, Misha Sumra. Hey, Misha. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. Yeah. David Lucasfilm. Yeah. Tower of London, Nigel Morris. Yeah. What's love got to do, got to do with it? Matthew Turner. Yeah. Angelic Angelo Masado. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Yeah. Who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? I guess that needs yeah. a gimmick. Where he's, is that guy? He's dead. <laughs> uh, Dave, the D-Train Carpenter. Thank you very much for all of your support there.
Speaking of support, let's head over to the Omega Chats. Remember, get them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out everyone over $5. Dartrain24. I mean, I haven't seen Dynamite yet. <laughs> of course I've seen Ghostbusters! But, I mean, Dartrain, that's that's not on us, mate. That's, uh, I think that's very much on uh, on you there. But, uh, yeah, but I appreciate you clarifying that. 100% watch Dynamite, though. Dorks of Wrestling. Having only watched AEW since August, I haven't seen much of Hangman. Despite, yeah, I guess you've seen hardly any at all. Uh, despite that, I'm very excited to see this match. I hope he wins the title. Hashtag Cowboy Shiznit. Also, hi Luke, D-A-D. I missed you so much. Jam that jam. And liw 44 life Love the table. Thank you. Table's getting... Luke. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Look at the table. <laughs> Should have done that at the start. James Hanley, in regards to the main event, I think some people view it as a comedic way to both celebrate wrestling while at the same time poking fun at the insanity stupidity of it. And I think everybody else simply hates fun. Completely agree. Like, let's be honest, the elite are goofy heels. Mm. So, the, so you're telling me that the goofy heels did goofy <laughs> stuff. Kel surprise. I don't think people hate fun. I just think they want, they want their serious bits sometimes and they want their fun bits elsewhere. Uh, Sam Feely. Hi, lads. Love the channel. It's payday. So I thought I'd send my first ever Ultra Chat. If Hangman Page was to win, who do you have as his first three opponents? CM Punk. The story writes itself. One mm. of the man is straight edge. The other one has got a drink. Heal CM Punk. Heal CM Punk. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. And then Kenny again. Do a rematch. Works for me. Uh, Fats McCool says... <laughs> Fats McCool, if face give the if faces give the crowd what they want and heels don't, then Cody is already a heel and he will never turn babyface right to center forever. You had me at Fats McCool. <laughs> Nate S, I did not like Cody's mm. promo. Bit too on the nose for me. Throwing the shoes was a bit extra. I usually like a Cody promo, but this wasn't it for me. How will Cody Pack coexist? Well, that's that's sort of coexist storyline. They're friends. Yeah. Uh, Black is my favorite. Can't wait to see him versus Pack. The house always wins. But they're not friends. It's like the, en the enemy of my enemy is my friends. Um, we didn't talk about that. At one point, Cody takes off his trainers, throws them into the audience, and is like, "Walk a mile in my shoes," or "Imagine if you're in my shoes." Uh, I d that seemed like a shot at top dollar to me. <laughs> I see. They did have trainers. <laughs> I, I, if the Bucks had done it, then 100%, I think so. Uh, where did we get to? Jerry Robertson comes out with his long, obnoxious entrance, talks about how great his life is, impie the crowd, remember he's the reason they're there at all, tell them all he's going the John Cena route, no matter how they react. I just don't get why people boo Cody. <laughs> Uh, surely this has got to be a long game heel turn. There's no way Cody the man doesn't understand what an absolute effing tit Cody the character comes <laughs> off as. He has, he has a billion bells and whistles on his entrance every single night, even just for promos, FFS. I know, I know, I don't, I know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I agree with everything, but I, surely, surely they know. Should we do, do you want to do the what's the poll now? Because seeing that we're on that topic, what would you like to know? Which what what, what, what number would you like to know? A thousand? No, no, like delusional heel, delusional Cody is more, more what I meant. We've had we've had about eight hundred and thirty. Okay, let's let's close the poll then. And how many people think Cody is a delusional Cody? Forty-seven percent. 
with 53% saying he's a delusional heel. That's Brexit all over it. That is a split vote. Whoa. We have never had a split vote in all the times that we've done polls on this channel where we've had the option to do so. We've never had people basically be 50-50 on a, on a topic. Some people think he's genuinely going to turn heel and everyone else thinks he's... Delusional Cody. Delusional Cody. That is, a, that is essentially... It ended 52-47. That is a 50-50 split. That's fascinating. Uh, let's rattle through some of these chats. Seven Sins FTW. I really hope that Fish injures Punk's knee in a match, that the finish is CM Punk looking for all his experience and busts out the Anaconda Vice for the win. He's already done that. Yeah. Won a match with that. Uh, Austin Falco. Not the first person to suggest either option, but I'd love either a two out of three falls match or an Iron Woman match between Sheeta and oh, Deep. Yeah. Iron Maiden. Uh, maybe at full gear or maybe at main events of Dynamite. Either way, need more after last night's show stealer. Great stuff. Pay-per-view for me, please. Yeah, with a stipulation, I think. Brian Moore, Deep versus Sheeta was match of the night and popped me at some spots, which is rare. I watched an old WTTV video today. Ollie, you sound so different. Bit more up here for the old ones. And I hope you guys can spend some time in the podcast to talk about ROH. Ollie, Titus Tits in Wrestling, Davis. I Titus Tits in Wrestle Talk. Oh. <laughs> me versus Ethan Page. Um... Well, we don't have time today, but I'm sure tomorrow... It's probably going to be what me and Denise talk about tomorrow, yeah. Ket, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb might be my favourite feud in AEW right now. I want Shida to get her vengeance against Deeb. I'm fully behind Shida. She's great. Love it. Kevin Jenkins, AEW great as always. MJF, Darby, Sammy, Jungle Boy. Not the four pillars, but the Elite Four. Pokemon AEW crossover confirmed. <laughs> Zachary Jenkins, Luke just want to say so happy that you're back. It's like having a big brother return from college. Thank you so much. <laughs> Guys, I'm scared for Jungle Boy. What Cole cuts his hair off like he did Jay Lethal. You no. can't cut that hair. No. That's too big of a step. God, can you imagine? That's a money match, though. Hair versus hair, M2. Keith Lloyd, holy freaking Sheeta. That was a great episode. Even my fiance loved it and she only watches for Hangman. Her comment when he revealed himself was, marshmallows aren't the only thing sticky now. Just always jam that jam, boss man Ollie in the DAD. I never thought of dynamite as a form of foreplay. <laughs> I mean, I think you should check out Cher Delaware's um, Twitter feed and one of the uh, five moderators because basically she like, just gets thirsty over a lot of the like, mm. if it's Big E or Adam Page. Uh, Nate S, I ain't afraid of no budge. Loved the whole show. Deep versus Sheeta was fantastic wrestling and Dark Order versus Elite was an amazing entertainment. The Hangman reveal was good as was Keith Lee stood up from the apron behind Finn Balor. Should know as well, not only did they come out dressed as Ghostbusters, they had a specific Elite-based Ghostbusters theme that was called, mm. who are you going to call? The Elite! And they had all their own lyrics and everything. Amazing. Committed Productions. Thank you for reading my chat at the end of the show. Sort of at the end of the show. Um, you talked about Batman, which is cool, but you never answered who should beat Hangman. Also, who would you cast in a Montreal Screwjob movie? I'd say uh, Christian Bale as VKM and uh, Darcy Montgomery as HBK. Oh, God. Who would? Well, um, uh, who voices uh, Rocket? In Guardians. Bradley Cooper. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's been cast as Vinnie Mac. Vinnie Mac, so that's great. HBK? Can't really think. Timothy Shamley. Tom, Tom Holland. He's in everything else at the moment. Um, who should beat Hangman once he's got the title, I presume? <sighs> I, I, my brain can't think that far ahead, if I'm honest. Yeah. Adam Cole. 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I'm going to use my answer I use for the Roman Reigns story. Uh, who should dethrone Roman Reigns at the moment? That person's not there at the moment. Miro. <gasps> Miro's a good shout, though. That's good. Uh, WH says, while I didn't love the main event, the rest of the show slapped, so I'm not going to complain <laughs> too much. Fish is shining in AEW. Love how he gets old school heat during his matches with wrestling instead of relying on characters and promos. Sheeta versus Diva ruled. CaveM87 said, I was at Dynamite last night, my first wrestling show since King of the Ring 97. Whoa. With the Helen. Is that the Helen? Oh, it's King of the Ring 98. Okay. Um, I'll keep this brief. Not sure who got more booze, Cody or MJF. <laughs> Stu Grayson is the most underrated wrestler. Mm -hmm. I actually had the exact same note in my thing. And three, Danielson versus Eddie Kingston was amazing. Watch Rampage. Can't wait. Um, Maurice Hearth says, why is no one talking about Miro cutting a promo on God? Did I miss that? That wasn't on my... F I had the fight feed, so I would have seen everything. Uh, maybe that was the promo the other week he did it on, on I'm pretty sure he did it on Saturday's Dynamite uh, Dean, was good Dean Barretton Kenny should keep the belt with Ollie here more deep the hitman heart please yes. love it she should be at the top of the card so wanted her to win the TBS title nice to see you back Luke Ollie's been working with the <laughs> mid card Pete uh, the bad one, Jam Beard. I love, love, loved this episode of Dynamite. Halloween stuff was fantastic. However, I gotta say, happy birthday to the one and only Sully, the best cosmic bride, <laughs> and the best drunken 12 year old boy stocked with a spear and shotgun. Welcome back, Luke. We sent a birthday message to him earlier. Well, you refused to. Why, it was a voice note. You know, he communicates exclusively via voice notes. Oh, I've heard. Ugh. I am. Um, I mean, Adam asked me to say happy birthday, and I did reply. That usually costs 12, 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah, here's my cameo details. Uh, Eternal Blue. I'm so excited for Wednesday next week. I actually had that someone come up to me in the street while I was on paternity leave um, to like say, "Can you just do a video for a friend?" What? Yeah, they just, they literally like because I walked past them and they clocked me. Yeah. And then I was just walking along and it was just and I was pushing the pram and that, and they they ran after me and said, "Oh my god!" Like I from rest near where like, you live. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Which never happens. Mm. Um, and then, not half an hour later, someone else stopped, like came out what, like from their shop. They worked in like a, like a phone shop to say, like, I'm a massive fan of chat. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually watching the Russ Talk News right now. Uh, Eternal Blue, I'm so excited for Wednesday next week. It's here in Kansas City, and I have really good tickets. Also, the Ring of Honor news hits me for a loop. Hope everyone lands on their feet okay. Although the concept of the Ring of Honor, uh, Ring, of Ho Ring of Honor honors on Wednesday nights. I don't know what that is. And Dean Bryson says, from the summer of punk, Steen's descent into madness, Davey Richards run, Aries pinning Joe, Styles and Jimmy Rave clashing over the Styles clash, the Bucks and the Hardys ladder wars, Briscoe and Jay Lethal's 560 yeah. days, uh, days as TV champ. Thank you, Ring of Honor. Like I said in my news video, if it wasn't for Ring of Honor, 09 to 12, Jim Cornette's run, I don't know if I'd still like wrestling. Hmm. Uh, Fox Aldo 7A 1989 I will give this channel $100,000 if they fired the guy with the mask how dare you it's not very nice to send in yeah, but who's the guy with the mask I think it's mask they've just misspelled it so presumably tempo. oh tempo right um, 69 intangibles I was about to say <laughs> 69 Intangibles, Sadie Deegan. Hi, guys. Misty Al reviewing Dynamite. MJF is genuinely the best wrestling man ever. I felt Cody's promo was so condescending. He thinks he's wrestling Christ, and I don't like it. Uh, love the new table. It's beautiful. That's nice. That's a good catchphrase. Uh, LIW for life. Where's the bow tie, Ollie? Uh, Luke Dad. D-A-D. He's... he's 
Master Pete's not back until next week, so I'm just giving my neck some yeah. breathing space. It's itchy. Danny G. Firstly, good luck to ROH and all talent. A lot of respect to how they've handled business during the pandemic. Also, loved Dynamite again. Walks the line with it with comedy without compromising the quality of in-ring action or the integrity of their characters. Yep. The legit underboss. The only good thing to come from the ROH news is that we can easily get Brody King and House of Black. <gasps> Jonathan, because yeah, they did the PWG thing, didn't they? Jonathan Gresham versus Brian Danielson. Impure rules. Danielson would get such a boner for that match. The Briscoe brothers versus the Lucha brothers. Briscoe's FTR for me. And Roosh and Dragon Lee joining Andrade. Oh, man. Now you said Bruce, uh, Briscoe's versus FTR. Holy heckins, that's good. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm going to go to BAP because you know, I'm, I'm trying to get internet clouts. Dan Housen, please. <laughs> Mika Pellegrini. Hi, lads. It's been a bit. Congrats on your daughter, Luke. Thank you. My friend was at Dynamite last night and said Cody was booed hard. Also, with the sad ROH news, could AEW buy the rights to All In and that library of work and rebrand All Out? Love all of your work. Forgot that ROH had They've all got in. All In, yeah. That's a good point. Everyone talks about the talent wars. The 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 video library that was that Ring of Honor library mm. is worth a pretty penny. Dry it's, chicken. It's, it's worth so much more than the TNA library because the TNA library is TV broadcast with ad breaks in them. That's yeah, frustrating. Dried chicken without flavor. Why doesn't AEW book Cody Rhodes to feud with the Hardy Family Office? Now that's a common sense approach. Why? <laughs> I guess it's because they're lower down the card. Okay. Maybe Cody and AEW is actually working working us. Whispering fist bump. Cody Rhodes heel turn confirmed. Uh, Brett Klaxic. Oh, he did tell me how to pronounce his name, but I've, I don't think that's how you do it. Sorry if this is a repeat, catching up after a delay, and I haven't seen the bit of the promo itself, but I don't like the idea of Danielson just saying, everyone's got depression, suck it up. Am I wrong in interpreting it this way? I thought that, but, you know, Danielson said that and he said, you haven't got the balls, Omega, which, you know, some people found uh, not great either. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. I think there's... that You've got to treat these as characters. And when characters in a movie say something offensive, you're not like, oh, my God, that person playing that role and everyone who's made it means that thing. So if you have a realistic roster of characters, they would have a wide range of views. And Brian Danielson's character is, I focus and I, I go out there and wrestle. That's how he copes with depression. I, and I kind of believe that in Danielson as well. Yeah. Like he is a man who loves this sport so much mm-hmm. that he's just like, even if I was at my most depressed, I would have to, I, that is what I would do. I would just suck it up as much as I could so I could focus on the wrestling. You want to, are you focused on your mental health? That's not the way that I go, but that is why I'm going to win. I guess you could even go one up there and say, like, look, I didn't wrestle. I had to retire, and I got very depressed. That It was coming back to wrestling that, that solved that for me. You, you can wrestle. You can always wrestle. You know, it's like it's that clash of mm-hmm. thought processes. Will Campbell. Hi, guys. Love the main event and the subtle hints at other storylines in it. Thought the Hangman reveal was absolutely rad when it happened, and AEW now have their own version of the Taker Styles meme because of it. I totally thought it was Cutler. Jam that jam. Uh, and finally, dried chicken without flavor. Tony Khan fears Makito. Abaddon is one hot, beautiful zombie. Ugh. <laughs> no, ugh. It's, oh, I hate it. Unless, of course, he means under the makeup. Yeah, 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 of course. I, I have not actually seen her under the makeup. I think she does a very good job of hiding that. 
I'm physically repulsed looking at her makeup. MJF, Serena Deeb, the biggest heels in AEW. The factory is more over than the Hardy family office. Cody is turning into John Cena and Triple H. And happy Halloween week, guys. That's the other thing we actually didn't mention from Cody's promo. He referenced Triple H in there. Because he talked about the mm. Tiger Driver. We said it was called perfectly by Excalibur. People thought I was going to hit another move. Another move by a guy who always put himself out there. Who was in a vein of... And he basically said, like, I am not Triple H. But at the same time, I'm like... You are doing Triple H things, though, aren't you? It's a bit of a, you know, considering what Triple H is going through right now, probably not the time to make that shot. Maybe, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, also, just to give a shout-out to Kira Soltari and Yorkshire Rob, new Membergs. Enjoy your bonus content. Yeah, you can become a Memberg and you can watch exclusive intros and outros where we, where we just talk about nonsense uh, on this channel. I wanted to ask you a question. So What's I, up? apart from that, I am. Um, I left London. I've moved out of London. I've moved into the countryside, which is wonderful, and it's. Um, I quite enjoy my little drive in because there's moments in my drive in where I literally I go past the Millennium Dome, mm. and that's really cool. It, it feels like you have now entered London. I don't. What's the Millennium Dome? Uh, well, you mean the O2? Yes. Yeah, yeah the O2. So I get to pass the Millennium Dome, right? I get to see it. Now, that's quite mm. that's quite cool. Like It really does feel like... You, and you sort of get it over this crest of a horizon. You sort of go over this little motorway thing, and you go over the top, and then it's like, and there's the O2. And it's, that's a really cool visual. I bet you've got a long time to look at it, too, but based on what I know about where the traffic builds up. It's actually not as bad as you'd think. The Black, the black Hole Tunnels is can be a bit of a bore lake, but at times it's, it's, it's fine. the worst. <laughs> Well, I haven't had too many issues. With it. I was having much more issues when they were doing roadworks. That was what I was actually calling back up. But anyway, that's not my point. I was uh, driving into work today, and I was listening to Richard Herring's podcast. Oh, the the to to Fusterpup. Fusterpup. Yeah, yeah. Um, which he records at the Leicester Square Theatre because it's the Richard Herring Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Rehearsalpup. And you know who the guests were on this week's episode? Adam and Joe. <gasps> I know. And it's Adam and Joe celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Adam and Joe show. Shut up. So they came out and they did the show wearing the Adam and Joe t-shirt. Oh, no. And, like, apparently they had, like, the Vinyl Justice um, hats there and stuff. I think uh, Buxton even wore the Sailor's hat and this, that, and the other. I've written it down on my to-do list. And I, and I wrote, and I was on my way here because it's so, it's really, oh really funny. Oh, my God. I love Richard Heron anyway. Yeah. Plus Adam and Joe. <gasps> It's, oh wow! It's so so good, and it, and I was like proper belly laughing like on my way here. Remember when we went to Acast's thing, and both Richard Herring and Adam were there, weren't they? But I think the Buxton wasn't there. Buxton, was Buxton not? No, the the people from my dad wrote a porno were there, That's which it. who I was very starstruck mm. by because I was like, oh my god, there's Alice Levine, and then we were like, then we saw Richard Herring who almost like was separated away from everyone because it was like, well, there's an actual looking like a hobo. <laughs> he really does, and um. But I was on my, and I was listening to this, and I was belly laughing, and I was enjoying my whole time. And I thought, if I was still in London, and I'd heard about this, I would have gone. Mm. But I'm not in London anymore. And have I now made myself miss all of these sorts of things? Like Adam and Joe, in Adam and Joe show attire, on stage with Richard Herring. I can't go to that sort of thing anymore. 
And I, if, I, my question I was going to ask is, if you ever did move, would you stay in London or would you move out of London? Oh, well, literally before we came in here, I said I'm putting my flat on the well, I, I was I, I was literally signing the form to put my flat well, on the market. I, I know, but I wasn't. Re I didn't want to yeah. reveal that in case you didn't oh, want to okay. like that's put okay. that out there. So, yeah. but yeah, but okay. So you are moving. Are you are you staying yeah, within? Yeah. The plan is to literally. We really like where we live in in sort of North London, and we pretty much want to move to either three streets to the left of us or four streets to the right. Mm -hmm. Nowhere else. Stuck in the middle with you. You just be there. Um, but yeah, I think it's a trade-off though because you, in re you, you do have to sacrifice something, don't you? Mm. And you you seem to like your daughter. Oh yeah, she's pretty brave. And I, I imagine that the the enjoyment and fulfillment you get from a daughter is worth the the sacrifice in freedom. You're absolutely right. But mm. also, we had an offer to go see the Eternals tonight, and I can't go mm. because I have to go home and look after my kid. That was. I think you can still do that stuff. You just need a bit more. Lead time. Notice would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would yeah. have been nice, Disney, if you'd have given us <laughs> more than 48 hours notice to go. Because if you knew that Adam and Joe were doing a podcast two months in advance, mm -hmm. you'd totally book that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You'd, you'd, yeah I would book that. You're up, yeah, maybe you're right. I'm looking at this all the, the wrong way. So I was looking at the Prince Charles's double features on Friday. I know. And that's the other thing. I get proper FOMO because I get the emails from John. And I'm like our friend of the, the Prince Charles. And uh, and then it's just like amazing thing. I'm like, well, I can't go to that, can I? Well, I can't go to that, can I? The, I think the one tomorrow is Starship Troopers, Troopers. and Robocop. Yeah, oh. it's the Verhoeven sci-fi double bill. Yeah, and then they've got both Blade movies back to back next week. There's three Blade movies, though. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> the third one's got Triple H in it. Yeah, well, then. <laughs> that, that was going to be the start of his... his Big film rise. Yeah, that and I don't know what Daddy's driving the bus or whatever it was called. Oh, can you tell John to make their website a bit more easy to navigate? I don't think he does really the website. He just does. The, well, uh, you know, pass it up. <laughs> he just does the newsletter. It's in the events section. I know seasonal events. Yeah, seasonal events. And then there'll be I just double need to bills. Find double bills. Yeah, keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Oh, double, double, DT documentaries. Double feet. Double, double features, features. And movie marathons. Play double feature. Horror movie marathon this yeah. weekend. Teen Scar horror marathon. I've done the teen horror marathon before at the Prince Charles. It's so much fun. What films were they? It was uh, Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban <laughs> Legends. Urban Legend? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Urban Legend, Valentine. What? I don't even know what that is. It's the one with David Barnaz in it. Who at that point was Angel. Yeah, who at that point was like 35 and he was like, <laughs> here is teen teen TV star David Boronaz. You know that sort of often repeated observation where, ah, the kids look younger these days. Yeah. That is true <laughs> in in Hollywood because kids back in the day used to be 25 years old. Tom Holland is now legit, I don't know, 12, playing Spider-Man. <laughs> I can't remember what the fifth one was. It may have just been Scream 2. Mm. I may have missed one. Oh, no, oh, actually, no. I think it was The Faculty. Nice. Which Good is, movie to close on. Raid 1 and 2. Lovely. <gasps> Jaws and Jurassic Park. That's good fun, isn't it? You were talking about monster features. We were, yeah. Uh, Blade Runner double feature. Love it. Oh, it's going to be long. Nicolas Cage marathon. Because that's got the mystery movie as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the Lord of the movie. Rings trilogy, yeah. Home Alone and Home Alone 2. You've got to, you know, I go to a, usually, 
we go and see a Christmas movie together. We do go to see Muppet's so Christmas Carol. That's something to lock in. You need to do the voices. <laughs> when a cold wind blows, it chills you, <laughs> chills you to the bone. When there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. But the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed is the one that they call Scrooge. There goes Mr. <laughs> Humbug. Goes. I don't know the rest of the words. Uh, That's why you need them up on screen. Just in case we've got any new listeners. Two years ago, <laughs> Luke arranged a big trip to go and see the sing-along version of that. You make this sound like it's so much worse than it is. Me <laughs> and my lady partner were coming along. We get there. It's just Luke. <laughs> and Luke's like, nobody else came. It's us three. And I was like, cool. I know it was actually totally fine. You know, usually that would be silly and weird, but we both love Luke. And we sat down, and just before the film started, Luke turned to me, put his hand on my arm and said, just to let you know, I do do the voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and you did. It was so funny. I do like to do the voices. <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, it's such a good film. Yeah. I was going to think, oh, that's the other thing I was going to say just before we wrap this up. Did you watch the trailer for the new Home Alone movie? No. There's, yeah, the, the Disney Plus Home Alone film. Is it good? Uh, I think it's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Sure. Um, do you want to quickly watch the, some of the trailer now? <laughs> no, because we've got to go live right. in, a, in a minute. A minute and a half. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just say this. It doesn't look great. Okay. That's all we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow with Denise Salcedo and, if he'll message me and confirm, Chris Van Vliet. Ooh, what a guy. I mean, he was booked in before I went on paternity leave. Let's see if he's remembered that. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 